Hello, everyone. Welcome to Smoke the Podcast, episode 17. Wow. What has everybody been up to? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's been a while since we've done one of these things. It has. Um, you know, life gets in the way, some, <laughs> some colds and stuff like that. So yeah. um, we've been meaning to get one of these out. Um, and now we finally have a chance to sit down and, <laughs> and get one out. Yeah. This is a little uh, impromptu kind of kind of thing. We don't really have a set topic. We've got a couple things we're going to talk about today. And we don't have a cigar. No. But we do have a whiskey. Yep. Not a bourbon. A scotch. Oh. You know. I have a hard time with scotches. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, that's, uh, I had like uh, six gummy bears and some scotch today. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows where that's from. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you want to go ahead and pour it up and I'll tell yeah, everybody what absolutely. we're drinking today. Uh, today we're going to be drinking Glenfiddich 14-year-old bourbon. Um, it's the one in the blue bottle. So, according to uh, the Glenfiddich website, um, the color is copper oak. Uh, on the nose, deep, vibrant vanilla notes with hints of citrus, caramelized brown sugar, and cinnamon. Uh, baked apple and ripe summer fruits. Wow, that's a lot. I'm definitely and, getting like a baked scent out of it. Yeah. Um, like baked pie or something. And balanced with rich, oaky aromas. Uh, taste beautifully rich and sweet with layers of creamy toffee, woody spices, candied orange peel, and fresh toasted oak. On the finish, long-lasting with lingering sweetness. I'm um, getting a lot of sweetness. Oh my goodness. I was this. trying to place what it was, and I couldn't for the life of me place it until right now. It just hit me. It kind of smells like a Fig Newton. <laughs> I don't know why that like came to mind. Or like a, a Nutri-Grain bar or something. You know what? That's... Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can kind of see that. A little bit of a Fig Newton. I mean... Like, you got the, a little bit of bread, and then like some of that dried fruit flavor and, and sugar. <laughs> Does anybody hear that? I don't know. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? Um, uh, in case you can't hear that, that is like a somebody's alarm car going alarm off. going off. Um, <laughs> as you know, we usually do record these outdoors. Today we're uh, somewhat indoors. We're in a garage. Yeah, just kind of hanging out. Yeah, just kind of hanging out. Um, you know, it's the way we do things around here. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't be interrupted by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, but... Uh, we're just going to talk to you guys about the, the happenings, uh, what's been going on. Yeah. Um, There's a lot, actually, that's happened since yeah. our last episode, so we've got a lot to cover. So, we'll start it off. Um, Costa Mesa Gun Show. Well, we haven't even cheers yet. Oh, well, let's cheers. Cheers. And, uh... <sighs> it certainly doesn't taste like a Fig Newton. No. I uh, there's, like... I don't know what it is with me and scotch, but I always feel like I'm drinking burnt plastic. Really? That is so weird. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's, it's like this weird, like, and I know it's this smoky, like, oak charred barrel flavor, but I don't know. It tastes like burnt plastic to me. Yeah, I mean, the, the issue that I have, it's not a bad thing, <laughs> um, but it's, it's more woody, and a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely American when it comes to my whiskeys because I like that sweet bourbon. Yeah. This is uh, rough to me. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this rough. Uh, this is no 75 South or whatever that stuff was we drank the last time. That was brutal, but that was a blended whiskey. It wasn't a bourbon. 
No, it's, you know what it is for me? If, uh, scotch has like, uh, uh, most scotch. And I've had, I've had cheap scotch. I've had expensive scotch. I've had middle of the road scotch. And for whatever reason, it's just the flavor of scotch that I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't personally care for it too much. The scent on this thing is better than the flavor to me. The scent, in my it's opinion, is better than the flavor. Really, yeah. The scent smells really good. Yeah, you, you do taste a lot of that sweetness. Um, I mean, uh, smell, smell a lot of that yeah. sweetness. Um, yeah, I guess... The finish on this isn't that bad. To me, it's the initial taste that I don't, I don't care for. Yeah. Um, according to them, I mean, it says that you get the, the woody spices I kind of get. I don't get candied orange peel. Um... Creamy toffee, maybe not, but the oak is is, is the dominant flavor. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's really funny is I'm not a Scotch guy, but over in Japan, while we're over there, they have these. Uh, they're called like the Suntory Highball. Um, they're like, and, and it comes in a can. It's like a pre-mixed Scotch and soda, and it comes in a can. And for whatever reason, with the club soda in there, it tastes delicious. Like I, I like it. Um, I think it cuts that like. For me, that like sharp, like oaky flavor out of there mellows it out a little bit, and it's actually really good. So I don't mind scotch and soda. Um, I don't mind like a scotch and cola, or even a scotch and sprite, something like that. To me, those are that like I really like that. But for whatever reason, scotch straight is is rough for me. But I'm hoping that as the ice starts to melt, that it kind of mellows it out a little bit for me. Yeah, that's what typically happens. Well, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, for me, it's not even just like, oh, it's harsh, because honestly, this is actually pretty smooth, but uh -huh. it's just that, the scotch flavor, like, I don't, I don't care for it, I don't know what it is. Well, you know, I guess, to each their own. Right. Some people really love it. Yeah, no, absolutely, um, and more power know. to them, if you do, like, yeah. awesome, but I know some people hate bourbon, too, so. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not a lover of scotch, but... Uh, I don't dislike it. Um, I, I tend to like bourbons better. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it has. It, I, I will drink scotch though. You know, I've had some scotches that um, I would definitely buy again. Yeah. You know, they were they were that good. There was a scotch that I had in Scotland that was a lot more mild. Um, it didn't have quite that overpowering charred oak barrel flavor to it. That burnt kind of flavor. Uh -huh. At least to me, that's the only way I can kind of describe it. And it was really good. And unfortunately, um, I couldn't find it anywhere over here in the U.S. So I know they have a lot more like small batch mm -hmm. stuff over there. But it was that, like I could get behind a scotch like that. And that's a little more like light. Over. A little more bourbony. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no, it wasn't that it was sweet. Okay. It just wasn't as charred. And it didn't have that like overwhelming oak flavor to, to it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be sweet. but um, But yeah. So since I jumped the gun a little bit and yeah. kind of gave away our first topic, <laughs> let's jump into it. Yeah, gun pun. Get it? <laughs> uh, so uh, Costa Mesa Gun Show, Crossroads of, of the, the West, West. Yeah. is what it's called. Um, They've we been went, there for years too, by yeah, the way. Uh, we had a chance to go. It was August 17th and 18th. Um, you know, uh, you've been there before. A bunch of times, actually. Actually, I was just there in June, too. Yeah. Like, literally two months before. They're there, I think, twice in the summer, once in the fall, maybe twice in the fall, once before Christmas, and once before 
like Black Friday or something. Yeah, like I believe that. the next one is in November. November, yeah. yeah. So it's weird. You'll get them in like you'll get two of them. It seems like real like at the beginning of the year or like February, March. I think is usually when they do the first one, um, and then you don't see one again until June, and then August, and then November. And I can't remember if they do a December one or not, but I feel like that November one is always like the Christmas. One like they have a lot of good like Christmas and Black Friday deals and stuff like that. So yeah. then uh, let me ask you, why did you why do you go to the gun shows and why in this one particular did you did you want to go? Well, the, so the reason why I go to gun shows, a it's something to do on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Like it's a really fun way to like get out of the house and go do something, um, and just be out um, and also be able to hang around a bunch of gun enthusiasts yes. and, and go shopping for some great deals. Which leads me to my second point. Typically at gun shows, you're going to get some really awesome deals, some really killer deals on ammunition, on if you're looking for guns, on guns, you'll find some great deals on gear, um, things like that. And so that's another cool way um, to yeah, save some money. The vendors are there and you can wheel and deal with them. Yeah. Yeah. You it's can work them down on price if you're... Weird. You go into a brick and mortar store and they'll tell you, no, that the price is what the price is. Yeah. You go to that same brick and mortar store in the gun show, like, which at that point, I guess it isn't brick and mortar, but you go to that same company at the gun show and it's like, oh yeah, we'll make a deal. We'll give you that, give you that handgun you've been looking for, for another hundred off or, yeah. you know, we'll throw in some ammunition or something like that. And so it's uh, pretty cool. Uh, another reason why I love to go is my father-in-law loves to go to the gun shows, car shows, any, anything really to, to kind of get out of the house and stuff. And he's retired. So um, I always try and go to, to every gun show that they have. Just It's really a great way for us to bond and, and just kind of hang out. Um, yeah. And he's a gun collector and a, and a gun connoisseur, I would mm -hmm. like to say, a firearms collector and connoisseur. Um, so for him to go and see a lot of the old guns and pistols and things like that, you're not just, uh, like, I feel like people think of a gun show as just like tons of AR-15s everywhere. And bullets, and, and like, that's it. And yeah, there are definitely some booths where that is their only focus. But um, actually, that one, there one or two of the whole wings were just old antique firearms. And, yeah, um, yeah. I think that was the most surprising, or I, I shouldn't say surprising because I kind of expected that to be there. Um, but I just didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. <laughs> right. Um, that was kind of one of my favorite things about it is watch is. Not only seeing the old guns, but just seeing all the old military gear that's there. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Well, and honestly, a lot of the old military veterans as well who yeah. are running some of those booths or even just old shooting sports enthusiasts. I've talked to some hunters that have been hunting since, you know, the 50s and 60s and things like that mm -hmm. that are there that just uh, have a lot of knowledge to, to pass on as well, which is cool. Um and then the fourth reason why I wanted to go this time around was just because of the ammo, the new ammo laws. Yeah. And I was really curious on how that was going to work. Because I, as you guys kind of know, Theodore and I stockpile ammunition. And so it's not like, we're not those types of guys that like have to stop in and pick up stuff on the way to the range. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, if I'm down there and the deals are good, then maybe I'll pick some up and kind of see. And my thought process was, I'll at least get a box of something just so I can see what the process is like to buy ammo in California now. So that was my main reason for going. Did you uh, have a specific kind of reason? Uh, well, my objective uh, was to get a, a little piece of body armor that would go into a backpack. Mm -hmm. um, and I found it. Uh, they had a couple different dealers um, yeah. that sold it. Um, relatively good price. Yeah. Um, 
you know, um, they all kind of had it for the same price, exactly what I needed. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I'm sorry, I don't even remember the 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 uh, the company I bought it from. I probably should have give them a little shout out. There, uh, it's uh, AR five hundred steel targets or something like that. Yeah, I believe they were out of Ontario. Or They're out of Upland, Upland I believe yeah. it is. Yeah, I bought my plate carrier from them. Yeah, so I just got a a, P, a piece of. Um, is it level three A? Level three A soft body armor, yeah, soft body and armor. I'm rocking the three plus steel plates <laughs> in my plate carrier. Yeah, yeah I just uh, couldn't carry that much weight. Yeah, uh, well, you know, for what I need it for. When the world ends and the zombies are everywhere, man, that plate carrier right. might save your life. I think I can knock a zombie out. Yeah, well, it's not the zombies <laughs> I'm worried about. Um, yeah, so that was the main reason why I went. Um, had. I've never been to that. I've never been to a gun show actually at all. Oh. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect. Um, <laughs> you know, Ryan told me they probably have the body ar the armor that I was looking yeah, for. So, yeah. Uh, that's kind of why I went, and um, you know, just to go see. You know, that's yeah. really what I wanted to do. Um, I'll post some pictures on uh, our Instagram, Facebook, or no, Instagram. Sorry, we don't even have Facebook. Um, yeah, we do. We have a Facebook. Do we? Nobody even looks at it though. Come on, guys. Oh, well, yeah, guys come at? on, guys. Start looking at our Facebook. <laughs> that way Teddy knows we have one. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, but um, yeah, we uh, I took some pictures. And yeah. It was, it was just pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, like the military, uh, I knew there's going to be military guns there. I just didn't know to what extent. And like, yeah. it was just super cool to see all those guys and how enthusiastic they are about talking about them. Well, and then all the guys that dress up too and yeah. you know have, have that. I mean... Some of these guys put hours and hours into just making their attire accurate into the time period and stuff. I mean, that's um, it's always just cool to see those guys, and those guys do it more as a public service to like the kids, and mm -hmm. they talk a lot about the history and things like that. We ran into the uh, the ATF, which was weird. Which was weird because they had a booth there and they had a, a Thompson submachine gun, which was pretty awesome. Yes, the funny <laughs> thing about that is I felt like. People were talking to them, and I was kind of eavesdropping on yeah. some of those conversations. And the ATF, they just seemed so defensive. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they, you know, because a lot of people were, were kind of like drilling them about California gun laws, and their whole thing was like, that's not, that's not us. That's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's California DOJ. Like we're Which, not a part of. It. I mean, we, we are a part of. They're a part of it, but yeah, I do understand. Yeah. where they're coming from. It, it it seemed it seemed like a very awkward placement for them. Yeah, it seemed like they did a, a lot of, of defending. Yeah, but I know they had a lot of great resources there, and I know one of the guys was talking to him, um, to one of the, the gentlemen that was sitting there, going, "Well, you know, uh, my AR, I had to make it featureless, and yeah. I had to do this and do that." And that's they go, "Hey, us. hey, that's not us. We don't, you know, if you were living in a different state, we don't care. You know, yeah. you just make it U.S. or federally compliant, and you're good to go." If you're in a state that has no restrictions on it, he yeah. goes, "That's all California. That's not us." And the guys, well, you know, I, you know, just wanted <laughs> to argue with them, and they're like, "Look, man, like we're here. That's that's kind of why they were there to spread this idea of like, look, the ATF doesn't hate you. Yeah, California hates you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was awesome holding that that Tommy. I mean, I fired a Tommy gun before at a, another gun show, and it was cool, but. That Thompson had the drum magazine on it. And it, it was, was just, really heavy. It was awesome. They yeah. probably have my fingerprints and my uh, DNA yeah. and everything else now, though. So Yeah, I don't know if they loaded it. 
I mean, not loaded it. Maybe they could have loaded it with fake rounds or whatever um, to, to, to simulate the weight. Or I, if that was an unloaded drum, that was super heavy. I can imagine. No, before we had walked up, um, I was looking at the booth next to them at uh -huh. some of the old military gear there, and they were telling a guy that they had put um, snap caps in there to simulate the, the weight, weight of, yeah, it, yeah. of, of a loaded. It was super heavy, and I was thinking, yeah. man, if this thing is not loaded. Yeah, once you add 50, yeah. 45 rounds in there, man, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, I would recommend people go there just to check out all the stuff. Um, my, my big thing for the next time, now that I know what, what's there, is magazines. Yep. Um, you can buy pretty much magazines for any gun that you can imagine. Just about, yeah. And um, ammo. If you yeah. Need, if you need odd rounds, you go there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they'll they'll at least have some something for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have an M M1 Garand. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they have the M1 Garand ammo, which is not as easy to find. Right. Just out and about. Right. You know. Well, and I found a lot for a lot of the old. Um, military rifles world war ii rifles that i have like the eight millimeter magnum yeah. and the mosin nagant it's the 762 which is really common but instead of 39 it's by 54, 54. Yeah. yeah and so um that can be either not necessarily hard to find but it can be super expensive at, mm -hmm. at some of the local gun stores so to be able to buy it in bulk is great and that's the other great thing is you can pretty much buy everything in bulk there so you might not be able to walk into your local gun store and buy a thousand rounds or a case of shotgun shells or something like that. Whereas there you can always buy everything in bulk. In fact, it was a little frustrating. I was looking for some, uh, fast steel, uh, Kent fast steel, and then some Remington, uh, uh, quill loads for mm. Upland game. And those guys that went in front of us bought like the whole pallet they did. of they them. Bought and I was really upset about that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it was it was there was definitely no like limit to per customer or anything <laughs> like that. They bought that whole pallet. So, yeah, that was a lot. That was my bad though for not buying it early in the morning. I just don't want to have to carry it. Yeah, that's kind of a pain if you're going to be walking around all day. And and Animals, that's that's one light. thing to think about though too, and that's a little piece of advice. I mean, you can exit, go out to your car and come back next time. I'll probably buy what I need early on, take it out and then come back cuz yeah. I don't want to miss out on that ever again. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, you just, you can't plan for stuff like that. Mm -mm. I mean, it, it, you know. They I, had a whole pallet yeah, full. Yeah, I could imagine um, I, if, you know, throughout the day if everybody was buying it, but it's just like the person right before you bought all of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean how, they, they, they had that, to take that whole, it wasn't even like a dolly. They had that whole like hand truck carrying yeah. that out, like. Oh man, but I'm still a little, still a little uh, sore about that. Yeah, you know, um, some of the other things that were there, you know, just all like the featureless stuff. Yeah. You know, they have a lot of ARs and a lot of different ways to make your gun featureless. Yep. Um, you know, they have, they have a lot of cool stuff like you know knives and packs and. Yeah, yeah. You like have that. a lot of guys that come in. I know my dad was really interested in like all the Damascus steel. Yeah. Like um, hunting knives, like with the. They had some really cool ones with um, like uh, deer antler handles and, and things like that that these guys like uh, handcraft at home and, and make these really, really, really cool like deer knives and, and hunting knives and things like that. Um, they've got every uh, less than lethal option in the book. Tasers, stun guns. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can't have batons or brass knuckles here, but they have like equivalents to it, like little keychains that you can use when running that kind of are like brass knuckles uh -huh. they've got stun pens and 
stun flashlights and that one like baseball bat that like shocked all the way down. <laughs> I mean, they got some crazy stuff. Um, that laser light, like kind of, it wasn't laser light. The I know laser light's the like more popular one, but that um, target shooting um, airsoft oh, gun yeah, that option was, that, was that was really was cool. Pretty cool. Um, what was it called? It, I don't remember the brand. They're they're not like one of the ones that you would see on Amazon or a lot of your like major yeah. retailers. Yeah, but it's basically they're a, more of a mom and pop brand, I believe. A laser target that um, ha that simulated the recoil. So you yeah. use a little CO2 cartridge to... Because to I want to say with like laser lights, one of the more popular ones, you still have to rack the slide every time in order for the hammer to strike the, the, to strike the laser and activate it. Yeah, it's actually called the Blowback Laser Trainer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it uses a little CO2 cartridge. Yeah, thank goodness for the internet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, it says, you visited this page on August 17th. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I did look it up after. Yeah. Um, kind of an expensive system, uh, but, you know, I think it's a pretty good way to practice. Well, they had a printout of, like, how much it would cost for you to practice, like, assuming you're going to shoot a 1,000 rounds a week or something like that, with range fees, with gas, with ammo, with, you know, gun cleaning products, your gun, you know, wear and tear on the gun over a year, two years, whatever it was. And the amount that you save, even though I think the upfront cost is like over $500 for the whole system. Yeah, well, I want to um, say actually at the gun show it was like $450 or something. They were, like I think they were selling, he said he had his last kit for $450. Um, and then I think if uh, if you weren't going to, I think after he had sold out, he said he was going to sell them for a little less than that, but you'd have to wait a couple weeks to get it. Yeah, well, I think they were going to give you the same price. You oh, You just okay. had to get it mailed out to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That thing was pretty neat. I didn't shoot it. You shot it, correct? Yeah, I shot it the last time I was at the gun show, and I shot it the time before that. <laughs> how, how do you how do you feel the recoil feels? I mean, the, uh, you know, in all honesty, if it were up to me, I'd probably just practice in my garage with an airsoft gun. Uh -huh. And the other thing that I noticed about it too um, is that, and and I noticed this, I would say maybe it was two times ago, I had the gun resting on on the actual table. Uh -huh. This time I was just shooting kind of freehand, but I had the gun resting on the table and I literally just pointed it same exact spot, pulled the trigger a bunch of times, um, adjusted for recoil, but I felt like it was not like it was going all over the place. Um, one of the other guys near me was supposedly a competition shooter, had really great form in his grip and things like that. And it's not a far target. And I felt like, again, same thing. Laser was kind of bouncing all over the place. Mm. So I don't know how accurate they are. I, you know, again, it could be user error, could be whatever. But, um, you know, that's the one thing that I've, I've also heard that from some of my friends that are in the military that have done like laser training with vests and things like that, that lasers tend to be a little unreliable um, as far as accuracy goes. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm undecided on it. For me, if I was going to get a trainer like that, um, I've heard that like basic airsoft drills can kind of get you to the same spot. So yeah, the other thing that I was thinking about that I wasn't too fond of is the the pistol is like a generic, weird looking. It's like a training pistol, yeah, which pistol. I've heard if you're gonna train with an airsoft gun, you buy an airsoft gun that mimics your everyday carry. Yeah, so you wouldn't. I mean, you'd either have to buy another holster, or I guess you can get one of those holsters. But I don't even know. Because it was kind of like... It was bulky. bulky That's the other the top, thing I didn't so I really care. It was bulky on the top and in the grip. Because yeah. that grip... 
Which is weird too, because like I said, I I've I'm pretty familiar with BB guns, pellet guns, airsoft guns, and I've had CO2 handguns that fit the CO2 cartridge would fit like where your magazine would in a 1911. So yeah. they're not that large. But that it just was the handgun is a little oversized, which I also don't really care for. And it's got the features of like all of your major handguns all put into one, like the XD, the Glock and the M&P, like all like morphed into one, like they call it the <laughs> training model or yeah. something like that. But yeah, if it were me and you were going to be doing that style of training, like in your garage or in your home and you could swing uh, like an airsoft gun and say, you know, I'm okay with that and shoot at... Um, sticky targets or trap targets or something like that and get a platform that you use as your everyday carry or something that you're going to use all the time. They pretty much make a model of airsoft gun for every gun that's out there nowadays. Yeah. At least most every of the common gun, ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe you, got, you, you might not be able to get like a subcompact or even uh, in certain brands. Yeah, so I looked into it for the XD and there's no subcompact, but you can get an XD yeah. Yeah, something full similar size. to an XD full size. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have an XD full size. No, I know, but for <laughs> I me, know, I was kidding. I was more concerned about the grip and everything else than the actual length of the um, gun. So, and the barrel. Anything else in regards to the gun show that you'd like to mention? Talk about? Well, I um, I feel like we can go over the ammo in a little bit and the process of going through that. But um, for me, like I said, it's always a great time just uh, getting to talk with a lot of the vendors, mm -hmm. um, kind of hearing some of their stories. And a lot of them are the same guys that are there all the time. Um, and so, you know, my father-in-law and I tend to recognize some of our favorite vendors and some of the guys that we've done deals with and things like that. Oh, yeah. um, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the people there I noticed just kind of have a passion for what, yeah, for you know, firearms in general. So and and it's, they're they're very willing to talk to you and yeah, and a lot of them won't sit there and tell you, oh, well, you got to buy my product. It's like, oh, I know this guy down there that yeah. has like you know what you're looking for. Or, oh, I don't have that ammo in stock. Go talk to this guy or you know, there, there's some really cool stuff there. I know um, there were a lot of old hunting shotguns and and some things that my dad was interested in. Oh yeah, and, yeah, your um, dad was all over the, the hunting shotguns. Yeah, this was one of those ones where I wasn't actually looking for anything in particular so much as I was just trying to see if they had some good deals and see what kind of ammo deals they had and things like that. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite uh, thing there was uh, the drilling. Mm. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Seeing an old old German drilling, that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, I really didn't think I'd, I'd, that there would be one there. Uh, I honestly hadn't seen one there um, in, a, in a long time. And then they had the... Uh, I think it was 22 uh, version of the STG 44. Yeah. Which was pretty neat. Which, yeah, that was cool. There was a lot of Battlefield uh, era, uh, World War II era weapons going on there. There's the one guy um, that sells like all the parts to the old World War II guns. He's yeah. got parts for every World War II gun imaginable. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really cool, and yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's bayonets and all yeah, that. they've got everything. Bayonets, they've got uniforms. There's the Condor Tactical vendor who's got his whole lineup of Condor Tactical stuff. Um, everything from pouches to your plate carriers to uh, hats, uh, shotgun scabbards. I mean, you, you name it, he's got it. Um, they've got airsoft vendors there. They've got Glock, the race guns, like the guys that build those custom. Uh -huh. 
um, race guns. They've yeah, the, got, the Glock store was there. Yeah, the Glock store was there. Um, Ammo Brothers is always there. Um, the one that I don't think ever shows up is Turner's, um, which is one of our local gun stores here. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of the big name vendors that are there. LAX Ammo. And the other thing I noticed um, too is a lot of custom AR parts. Yes. Um, which, you know, your custom charging handles, uh, a lot a lot of those. Um, yeah. I was very surprised to see the amount of custom uh, things, well, you know, with little engravings on them, sayings. and Yeah, it's kind of crazy, too. You don't really realize how many AR, um, well, just really how many gun stores there are yeah. in Southern California until you go to the to this gun show and it's like, oh, there's one in Torrance, there's one in uh, City of Industry, there's one in Colton, they're, like they're yeah. all over, like, you know, and there's just like from every everywhere in Southern California and it's kind of crazy, you know, and and all these guys are churning out not only their, their own gun sales and ammunition sales, but you know, like Theodore said, custom AR, uh, parts and accessories, custom Glock accessories, custom 1911 grips. Oh, yes. The the um, super gold. Yeah, I was uh, I was eyeballing some pretty gaudy. Uh, <laughs> I told you you grips. need to throw those things on your TRP, man. <laughs> Got to go get your TRP gold plated. Yeah, that you know I, I was almost almost going to buy uh, these all gold grips, um, but I asked the guy if he had them, but uh, with more gold on them, <laughs> and he didn't, so I just yeah. said, you know what, forget it. It's hard, man, when they're all solid gold to put more <laughs> gold on them, but no, yeah, they've yes. got some really cool stuff, old cowboy guns, old hunting guns, old military guns, um, it's it's pretty neat. Yeah, if you're looking for a particular um, lever action, uh, if you're looking for an M1 Garand. Yeah, there's a ton of them there. <laughs> there's a yeah. ton of them there. Uh, uh, M1 they a, carbines. They had a lot of cool lever actions, I yeah. mean. Th those are, uh, those are those are mine uh, guns that I really like to, to yeah, see as the yeah. lever actions. I like cowboy guns. Um, yeah, and, and that was cool to see. Well, so many I'm all ones. about the 1911s. Well, and you know me, I'm a big military yeah. history guy. So the Luger's, all of the. I mean, what's crazy is they've got every rifle pretty much that you could think of that was used from World War One all the way yeah. into World War Two, and. Um, They've got all the pistols. They've got German Lugers. They've got the Japanese Nambu pistols. They've got Russian pistols, British pistols. I mean, you name it, they've got everything. And to me, it's just crazy to see that. And then also see the insane price tags next to some of those. Yeah. Um, I, I believe I got a picture of what was the rifle before the M1? Was it the M1? Oh, the uh, 1903, 1903. Which are going for roughly a thousand plus now yeah. for some of those old bolt action rifles. Yeah, that thing was pretty nice. Well, what's crazy is that, like, I remember some of the local stores as a kid growing up selling these old military rifles for seventy nine ninety nine. Right. Come in on the weekend and you get your rifle seventy nine ninety nine. It comes with a bayonet, a sling, a cleaning kit. You know, you name it, it's got it. Oh, and we'll throw in a box of five hundred rounds for you know an extra 50 bucks or whatever it was i mean it was insane how cheap you could get these things for and some of the rifles that i have now are like worth well over five six seven hundred dollars which blows my mind yeah yeah um that's crazy yeah no it definitely Supply is and demand. It, it really is and people they, just started buying them up they and, had a surplus <laughs> yep and now now they don't so um but yeah that that was pretty much it for me like i said i've bought i've bought everything from uh you know, knives, uh, first aid kits, stun guns. I've, you know, bought a few really cool, 
cool little things here and there. And there's a lot of like knickknack stuff that's like, oh man, I you know, cleaning mats, custom cleaning mats. Yeah, and they, they garage have... signs. It's like a yard sale with a gun. Well, it's like yeah. a gun show with a yard sale attached to it. They've got beef jerky. They've got yeah. You can get all the cheesy gun T-shirts. Oh yeah. With... You know, all, all the, the crazy little sayings on them that you want. Yeah, if you want uh, mine, you better bring yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want morale patches. Morale patches, yeah. They've yeah. got, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's like being in, in an Amazon store of just gun parts yeah. and gun gun stuff, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, no, I, th I think for me, it's one of those things where it's like if you're looking for something and you're looking for a good deal, absolutely. I'm a little bit of a stickler, though, when it comes to like, things that I know are on Amazon for cheaper and yeah. I'll try and wheel and deal. And if they'll make a deal, cool. And if not, then all right, well, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, there, there's a certain point where you want to support yeah. your, your local uh, mom and pop, but for certain, uh, you know, things that aren't like handmade, yeah. you know, things that are like just punched out, like, yeah, you or know, things that you know, yep. you know, or like Condor tactical uh, pouch, you know how much that's going to cost on Amazon and yeah. like, this guy's just trying to, Upsell it, yeah, yeah. Upsell it to you. Yep. You know, those are, those are, yeah. Those are different. Yeah. But if, you know, I, I'm willing to spend more on a, a handmade knife. Knife, or, absolutely. Or someone that, you know, hand makes their pouches or, you know, yeah. just, just anything or like that. Or like those guys that carry a lot of those old pocket knives and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They restore them yeah. and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No. So there's a lot of good stuff on there. So, and then I guess the other main reason why I went to the gun show was to buy ammo. Yeah. Um, so we, How did that process go? That sucked. And you can attest <laughs> to that because you guys were waiting in the sun while yes. I was standing in the shade. Um, it was horrible. Um, I would like to thank LAX for doing the absolute best that they could considering um, California sucks at all of this. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Um, so not only do you have to wait behind a line and get called up, right? Because you can't handle ammo anymore until yes. the transaction's complete. Then you have to go, and I mean, the ammo's all spread out because you can't just go look at everything and like see everything and go, okay, this is exactly what I want. And I knew what I wanted, but yeah. everything's in different places and it's all over the place. So I said, okay, I wanted, you know, a box of this, box of that, and a box of that. You yeah, know? So well, I, you know what you want, but... But then there's multiple different brands of the same and, thing that and you want, different yeah, prices. Different so you prices. Gotta kinda make a decision on the spot. Well, and I needed some non-lead ammo for yes. hunting, which was really tough to find because they had it in like some other case, and then they had to go across the other way to get some other ammo that I needed, and then back the other way, and then couldn't find the shotgun shells that I wanted for hunting because <laughs> the people in front of me had bought it all out and um I just remember sitting there going kind of like, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever. So when they finally got all the ammo put together, then they started running my background through the, uh, it's the AFS, the Automated Firearm System through California, took my driver's license and basically scanned it in. Uh, and then because it's at the gun show, there's no solid Wi-Fi connection. So they were trying to use a hotspot um, <laughs> on these laptops running full POS systems, the point of sale systems and cash registers and everything else, plus the DOJ website and everything else. Um, they, from what, what we were told, all the information we were given prior to all of this rolling out was that it should only take 30 to 90 seconds. I want to say mine actually took about five, six minutes, which seemed to be the average for everybody there it was about five, six minutes just to do the background, not even to do the point of sale. 
Then once your background comes back, then they legitimately have to enter every single box that you purchase under your name and you get printed out like a straight up Dross form like you would with yeah. a firearm. Like, and you get to keep a copy of your Dross form. They keep uh. a copy of your Dross form. has your name, all your information, and all the boxes of ammo that you bought and the counts of everything. And I mean, everything's tracked. Um, and then unfortunately, during my transaction, the system went down. And so like three, four people, we were all standing up there for forever waiting for the system to come back up. So that way we could complete the transaction and everything else. So, I mean, it was just a nightmare. I felt like I was probably there for a total of about 10, 15 minutes. Um, I'm trying not to exaggerate because it felt You're like a long a time. Bit, yeah. yeah, about 10, 15 minutes is probably accurate. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, your your father-in-law got his fairly quick yeah um you know he bought well it doesn't really matter how much you bought because it didn't, no it doesn't it, yeah well they do have to check in like each box i know he bought the same thing just in bulk yeah. like i think he got two boxes of the same stuff yeah so i think they just register all that at once but i bought a bunch of different calibers three different <laughs> calibers um and three different boxes so yeah it's it's um not only tough for the consumer, but tough for the the people that are trying to sell. Well, yeah, because they were apologizing to everybody. Yeah, they just they're kind of all over the place. Because once once you get you know your your turn in line, it's like okay, let's help him, and then people are coming up to them because they have just questions. Really quick questions yeah. Really, you know. Yeah, it it was there. They did a lot of running around. Yeah. So yeah. No, and I was super, like I said, super thankful for them because I think they were doing absolutely the best that they could yeah. with with what they had. So. Yeah, and I mean, this is probably their first gun show right since that since then yeah yeah so they handled it pretty well <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah and there was a lot of uh a lot of that going on everywhere well all right yep anything else you want to add to the gun show i think i'm good uh anything um yeah i would recommend people go it's 18 dollars to get in so i would recommend you go if you want to buy something yeah if you're not planning on yeah. getting anything um yeah, so especially if you want to buy odd types of ammo mm -hmm. or magazines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could find magazines for pretty much anything. Yeah, I've bought a lot of magazines there, especially for some old handguns and, and old rifles and things like that. Yeah, and I'm sure you can you can get some good deals um, mm -hmm. if you buy a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, a deal. I mean, it's not like... I bought a lot of 1911 mags there, and I got a really great deal because yeah. I bought so many of them. <laughs> the guy's like, really? And I was like, yeah. Um, you going to give me a deal on it? And he was like, well, yeah, if you're buying that many. <laughs> cool. I got a really great deal on my plate carrier and plates too. I mean, it was insane, um, yeah. the deal that I got. But that was because they were trying to sell. It was, ju it was just so happened. Everyone at that for that show um, was buying off the uh, Coyote Tan and the Multicam and um, he had a bunch of OD, the olive okay. drab left. And I was like, dude, I need an olive drab plate carrier because all my stuff's OD and I'm weird like that and I want everything to match. <laughs> and I don't know he, if that's that weird, but... he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, man, give me the OD green, bro. And he was like, cool. Like, I haven't sold any of these today. We need to get some of these cleared out. And um, the plates that I bought too uh, were, he was like, everyone wants just basic level three, but he's like, if, yeah, if you want the three plus, like, absolutely, we'll hook you up. So I got a really great deal on those. Um, 
Yeah. I've actually LAX gave me a really great deal when I bought I bought a bunch of handgun ammo in bulk like a year ago. Okay. That's and they cool. gave me a super good deal on it. Not just the sell price, but then took like an additional 10, 20% off, something like that, just because we were buying so much of it between yeah, that's awesome. my father-in-law and I. And that's the difference too. And the other big thing I would say is bring cash too, because yeah. guys will go, oh, it's 15 card, but 10 cash, because yep. they get charged every time you use your card. So yes. if they can take cash, they're like, absolutely, uh -huh. let's, let's uh, make a deal. So, but yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's cool. fun. So what else has been going on? Uh, what is today? Today is... Today is September 8th. So that would mean... Yeah. Dub opener... Happened eight days ago. Happened eight days ago. September 1st, yes. Um, unfortunately, I had a prior commitment in the morning. Um, and then just based off how Dove opener went last year, we weren't super keen on going in the morning. We just figured there'd be a lot of people out there. And um, I think we've already mentioned this on the podcast. Dove opener tends to be a little... Uh, dove hunters tend to be a little irresponsible. Yeah. Um, a little bit more of the party crowd, I guess you yeah, might they're, say. Yeah, they're like the uh, the shore lake fishermen of hunters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they like to just shoot a lot and drink a lot, and, and I don't feel like those two things ever mix. Yeah. Um, so. I don't either, and I don't want to uh, pigeonhole. Uh, is that the right word? I don't <laughs> pigeonhole know. dove hunters. But um, my thing about dove hunting especially on the opener, is it's hot. Yep. And, you know, dove are, they're cool to shoot, but, you know, they don't really yield that much meat. Right. Um, you can kind of shoot a lot of them, which is Oh, yeah, because population <laughs> control. I mean, the, um, the, the thing about dove is it's good practice for shooting. Yep. Um, which is kind of what I like. But the rest of it, it's, it's kind of like hit or miss with me. Um, you know, with, with the opener, it's tough for me to make it because I have a niece whose birthday is September 1st. Um, so it's typically depends on whether they're doing something or not. Um, you know, I'll usually sacrifice that. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I like my family. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I don't like to, to miss miss birthdays like that, you know, especially for young kids. Right. It sucks. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I didn't make it this, this year. Um, so Ryan's on his own to tell us how it was. <laughs> Cool. Um, and this is going to be the first I've heard of it really too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We actually haven't had a chance to really talk too much about it. Um, so yeah, we ended up going out and doing an, an afternoon slash evening hunt. Um, instead, it was just my, my dad and I, um, which was really cool because it was time for us just to kind of hang out and bond yeah. over that. Um, but we went out with kind of low expectations uh -huh. um, considering... Last year when we went, there wasn't a whole lot in the afternoon. After yeah. that morning, it was kind of dead. Um, and so when we got out there, I would say we got out there about four thirty ish and just immediately got into the fields and kind of hunkered down, um, in the tall brush and, and things like that. And these were fields that, that had been planted, um, by fishing game and some of the other, uh, like dove preservation association <laughs> and something like kinda that. Kind of like the quail Kind of like quail dove. forever. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the other like public hunting land groups and things like that. Um, and so we were in a planted field, um, which typically means when they're planted like that, the dove come in and, and roost there and eat and feed and everything. Uh, it's near water too, so they've kind of got all their, their um, sources there. And uh, 
like I said, just kind of hunkered down and waited for them to start flying in. And um, we had heard in the morning, guys had done really good and gotten their limits, things like that. And by the time they started flying in, I felt like they were quite a ways away. They were definitely gun shy at that point. Yeah. Because in the morning, and you've been there, mm-hmm. um, in the morning, you you point your shotgun at them as they're flying towards you, and it's like they have no idea what's even going to happen. And then yeah. boom, and they drop out of the sky. The next day, when we went out, remember, you you point that shotgun barrel at them, and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going the other way. Yeah, it's like, like they almost know. hit the brakes in the air. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I've never seen anything quite like it before, and it was that same kind of reaction. Yeah. You know, you, you that's why we were staying low um, to the ground or or kind of standing against um, bushes and trees, and or not trees, but like they've got these like big overgrown shrubs mm-hmm. and stuff out there. Um, hanging out by those so that way it would break up our outline and kind of give us an opportunity to shoot. Um, there weren't too many opportunities to shoot. Um, I believe my dad only got two. Um, and then I had one that I just, I shouldn't have missed it, but I did. Um, and then I had a shot at one other one that I felt like I, I maybe could have hit that one. Um, but it was a ways off and it was moving pretty quick. And then all the rest that I shot at were definitely too too far. Um, and it was one of those ones where if I hit them, they were probably going to go down real quick yeah. just because it was a lucky shot at that that distance. So, um, Which is the nice thing about shooting a shotgun at birds versus shooting like a rifle at a large animal at a distance. Like if you hit them, you hit them clean at that distance usually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't um, didn't end up getting anything. What? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, it, I'm usually tough. lucky uh, when it comes to, to Dove. I usually yeah, do pretty good. Usually do pretty good, and yeah. And uh, my dad usually does really great. Yeah. The fact that he only got two is, you know. How much, how much ammo do you think you shot? Oh, less than 10 rounds. Oh, really? Okay. No, I shot, I shot just for the sake of shooting. Yeah. Because some of the area that we were on was just like BLM land, so yeah. you can just kind of fire off rounds. Because we moved around, too. Okay. We didn't just stay in one spot. We hunted um, a few different fields and things like that. And so it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, look, I know these things are far, and I haven't shot that shotgun in you know a couple months, and I just I want to pump three rounds through it. <laughs> did uh, did uh, Sam the bird dog go with you? He didn't go with us on on opener because okay, we just we were worried that you know with the amount of shooting yeah. and it's crazy too because there weren't that many people out there. I still got peppered, yeah. you know, and it's just it's just the nature of the beast when you dove hunt, <laughs> you know. Um, what was really cool though was we saw two two not huge but uh, well one was actually pretty big but we saw two coveys of quail. And they were all young too. I mean, you know, you know, it's we got a month until quail season, but that was like awesome. You know what's funny is almost every time I've gone dove hunting out there, I've seen quail. Every time I have gone dove yeah. hunting, I've seen quail, which is super cool. We yeah. saw one covey of about fifteen. It looked like possibly a mom and a dad and a bunch of young younger quail. Um, juvenile quail, um, but they were already on the much bigger side, uh, you know, because they'll be ready come come season um, in a month. And then we saw another covey of about 25, and those were a lot bigger. Yeah. Bigger quail, yeah. Maybe we should consider quail hunting out there. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm all for it. But I feel <laughs> like my, my dad has said every time he's tried to quail hunt out there, then he never sees anything. Yeah. It's, an, like, One of it's those things. Yeah, it's... They know, man. They know. Yeah. They're like, hey, it's not season, so we're going to fly right in front of you. Like, right. I mean, it was literally, like, maybe 20 yards out from us. If I would have shot into the covey, like just... You would have hit some? 
No, not some. I would have killed. I would have decimated them. <laughs> they would have been like, oh my gosh, the whole covey's gone. <laughs> no, I probably would have hit about six or seven of them, though. I mean, they were that close together. It was crazy. And they were that close to me. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw them, they were literally, we were walking down the same road. Yeah. And they're all just like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah. It's not seasoned. So. Yeah, they, did not, they were not scared of me at all. It, I, I'm telling you, as soon as they know it's seasoned, it's like, even on opening day, I'm like, how do they know? Well, just like take yeah, off. Take a couple shots at them. They'll, they'll figure it out. No, oh, I'm just saying oh, though. Quail. When on quail opener, <laughs> we were there on quail opener. No one had fired a shot yet anywhere near us, yeah. and it felt like they already know where we're at and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. They're smart, man. They are pretty smart. Yeah. Those things, man. Yeah, I need to. I need to hunt something that's like, oh, cool. What's that? Let me go investigate it, and then it comes <laughs> right towards me. You know, it could be because we're trying to call them in and stuff. Maybe they recognize the fake call. Yeah. Maybe we just don't call them and just like walk up and be like, hey, just what's up? Kind of like we're hikers. They're like, oh, cool. What's that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But no, it was, it was an uneventful dove opener, but it's a tradition and yeah. we had to get out there. So it was it was cool. Honestly, the, seeing the two cubbies of quail was almost worth more to me than, yeah. than the dove hunt itself. Yeah. You know what's funny is we kind of always talk about dove opener and everybody's just... Uh, you know, it's it's always like a last minute thing because it, with the with the exception of last year, but it's yeah. always kind of like last minute because everybody's kind of like, uh, you know. Yeah. Do we go? Do we not so go? Hot, yeah. You know, what are we gonna do? And it was, what? yeah, it was hot, man. It was like 110, but this year a ton of humidity. No mosquitoes this year though, wow. which was kind of nice. But it might have been because we were there in the middle of the day. Yeah. But I can tell you this much. I think. I know my dad lost about three pounds in water weight, and oh, I had man. lost about two and a half in water weight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I came home, and I killed 100 ounces of water. Like, just, I was, like, dying, man. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing. Dead yeah. Just, so, I mean, it could be so hot. September's, like... The hottest month. You know, like. it's so funny because you watch guys from back east and it's like, oh, we're going out into a field. It's like 75 degrees and sunny <laughs> and you know, this is perfect weather and we're just going to shoot and have a little barbecue after. Yeah. Out here, it's like, let's drive into the middle of the desert. Yes. And then like it's 100 and what was it last year? 115? Something like that. That was yeah. pretty hot. There's just like so many mosquitoes you can't breathe. You got like... <laughs> 500 bites on your back and it's like all right cool let's shoot some really tiny birds that don't yield a whole lot of meat <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely like the chase of uh quail if and chucker my dad says this and i'm 100 percent on board now if quail season came earlier i wouldn't ever even hunt dove yeah i think that's the way i feel about it too although dove we're having a huge issue with the population control with dove there's a lot of them. Yeah, a ton. In yeah. fact, they like are like the Eurasians. There's no limit all year round. You can that, hunt them. Yeah, Eurasian dove. You can oh, hunt. Oh, Eurasian. I yeah, Eurasian dove. You can hunt all year yeah, round, and there's that. no limit on them. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to add about the dove opener? No, it was hot. Did and you go out again? Yeah. You did go out again, man. All this, all this hunting, man. I know, right? <laughs> Must be nice. I tried to get you to go with me. Yeah, I know. I couldn't make it. You know, it's just... I, 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 maybe it is. Maybe it's just the way it is with Dove where I just don't prioritize it like I would. Yeah, I don't think you do. Uh, 
Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure if, I'm pretty sure if we would have been like, oh, we're quail hunting this weekend, you'd be like, oh, I'm there. Yeah. Oh man. All of a sudden, I couldn't miss work and <laughs> birthdays and everything. Birthdays and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we went on the sixth. So um, we figured we'd give them a little time to get over their shell shock. This time we went to a different area, though. We didn't go all the way down to where we typically go in the Imperial Valley. We went closer to home. Has anybody in your party uh, hunted that area? My dad. Okay. He hunted it with a couple of uh, buddies from his work. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know that they did all that well that year. But the initial dove reports that came out from opening day in that area were really good. Yes. So we figured, well, you know, if it's really good, we've given it six days. It's It was like a weekday, so we're like, no one's going to be out there. So we got out there, and sure enough, there were a ton of people out there proving us wrong. You know, and I'm like, not a ton. When I say a ton, it was like yeah. six vehicles, but I'm like, dude, that's way too many people. Yeah, Ryan's known to uh, embellish the truth sometimes. Hey, no, 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 it's not even that. <laughs> you've you've heard Papa Teddy's story about the the crowded lake in Wyoming. Oh yeah, with one dude on a boat and like two dudes fishing on the shore. <laughs> um, no, but it is one of those things though, where especially with with you know hunting. I don't care so much with fishing and things like that, but with hunting, I'm very mindful of how many people are around. Yeah, and it's because there's guns. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's basically um, But we did talk to one of the guys who he was packing up um, after a while and kind of ran across where we were at and um, told us, yeah, you know, opening day um, was super good. And then, you know, I got four yesterday um, and did well. And then, uh, hadn't, we, I mean, we didn't even see a single dove. Wow. We saw a few, I would say, I don't know if they're coveys or flocks or what you'd call them, but two groups of blackbirds that kind of flew by us. Uh-huh. And that was like that was it. it. I mean, it was like dead. And we got out there before shooting hours even uh-huh. and just kind of hung out and like couldn't see anything. So that was a super bummer because, I mean, but at least we didn't drive like way out. Yeah, I'm trying to think if maybe... I just didn't know what dove looked like a couple years ago, but I just feel like there's dove everywhere now. <laughs> no, I know. Right and now. okay, my dad knows what a dove looks like from way far off. Because even to me, I'm like, that's not a dove. And he was like, no, look at the flight pattern. Don't look at the bird. And I'm watching the flight pattern. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that is a dove. And then it gets in close, and I'm like, oh okay, yeah. that's a dove. Uh, trust me, it was. It wasn't just me not seeing them, or you know, any anyone else who went with us. No, but I'm just saying, them. everywhere it seems like there's dove. Oh, I know. They're in, there's they're all. I yeah. when I came home that day, I was like, I might as well just shoot the ten that are in my backyard <laughs> with a pellet gun and you know call it a day. Um, yeah, I, it, that was super frustrating to get out there and just like have nothing. Yeah. So yeah, but you know what? We went out there, we tried, <laughs> and uh, failed. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. At least you got out there, man. Well, and I might go out again this week because my dad's <laughs> saying, well, they're coming in from the Central Valley in California. They're migrating down, so we might get a whole batch of them again this week. So, at, at I least, don't know. At least you're out there, man. If you're hunting. No, I know. That's nice. what I say. A, a bad day of hunting is still better than the best day at work. So. Um, yeah, probably. I love being outside and, and, and yeah. being in the element, so I was all about it. Um. So, you know, let's just talk a little bit about, we, we did have some meat <laughs> that was from our, our previous hunts, um, and you guys cooked it up. 
Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we were supposed to cook it up like a week after Dove Opener last year and get everyone together. And it's so funny because everyone can get together to go hunt. And then it's really hard to get everyone back together again to have like a big barbecue. <laughs> and we had, you and I had talked about it. My dad and I had talked about yeah. it. Well, let's just cook it up. Like it is what it is. And then we had some other people in our family and friends going, well, no, I want to be there. When you, you know, <laughs> and a year went by and it's like, all right, well, we got to cook this up if we're going out. Yeah. Like, man, you got to eat what, you know, our, our last season. So um, my dad and I and you had planned for a big cookout and then life happens and you got sick. I got sick. Yep. And it sucked. I yeah. was pretty mad. Yeah. <laughs> so what we did was we ended up cooking up um, all the dove and then we cooked up uh, some quail that uh -huh. um, my dad had and it was uh, super delicious. Um, I know we've always talked about doing a, or initially we had talked about doing a barbecue segment on um, smoke. Uh, we didn't actually barbecue dove because it's really small. So yeah. to barbecue it, unless it's in like a popper, it's really hard to like lay out dove on a barbecue. Um, so what we did was we actually, um, I, my dad actually um, masterminded this whole like Cajun style blackened dove in a cast iron skillet. Ooh. Yeah, it was delicious. That seems like the way to cook dough. Yeah, it was super good. I mean, he had he had his own like kind of seasoning mix, and then he had some Cajun stuff that I brought him back from New Orleans. Uh -huh. um, it was actually blackened Cajun seasoning, yeah. um, but then he had his own mix of stuff that he added on there, and it was really cool. Um, just put some butter in the the cast iron skillet, got it like crazy hot. And then just threw a bunch of dove breast in there. Um, and then after, I think, like two, three minutes on one side, flipped them. And they're so thin, they cook up really quick. Yeah. Um, and then plated that with the um, quail. He had marinated them in Italian dressing, uh -huh. which was super good. Um, it's a really, like, easy and quick way to cook chicken. And, like, I'll make it with pasta and stuff like that just, like, for kind of a quick, easy meal. Um, and he kind of took that idea... I learned that from my mom and dad, by the way. Uh, took that idea that he does, him and my mom do with chicken yeah. and, and did it to quail. And oh my goodness, it was amazing. The cool thing is that he cooked it in the same uh, cast iron pan as the dove after he had cooked the dove. So not only did it have that Italian like seasoning to it, but it also got all that gristle yeah. from the, the blackened flavoring. So it kind of gave it even a more distinct flavor, which was really good. And we ended up making, it was blackened dove, but we ended up still making dove tacos. <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's something about like, yeah, it's blackened, but you put it in a tortilla with some cheese and oh my goodness, man, it was absolutely delicious. It's just, yeah, the the uh, the yield is so small. Yeah. So it's really easy to make tacos out of it. Yeah, you know, and it, we were saying you, you could, you go a lot further when you're eating dove tacos than if you're eating just like dove breasts on their own. Yeah. Some people say dove nuggets are really good. You bread them on the outside and it gives you a little bit more of the, you know, you get some carbs with it and stuff like that. It's the same idea with wrapping a it in a tor tortilla. Um, so yeah, it was super good. Um, yeah. some of the, if any, I don't know if we have any listeners back East, but if we have listeners back East, a lot of those guys do like, uh, the, the poppers, which well, are poppers, dove poppers is probably the most, most common way. Yeah. To eat most dove. common way to eat. Dove. Um, some of the guys will do like a dove pot pie. I want to say actually that was, um, my dad said that was the first time he had had dove was in a pot pie. Actually, that doesn't sound bad. I think it was his yeah. grandma that made it up North. 
Yeah, a dove that, pot pie. That sounds sounds like something she would have done. Or <laughs> from r- what I've heard, rabbit or quail. I can't remember what it was, but something like that. Yeah. Yeah, with um, with the dove, you know, a lot of people stick with the poppers. Yeah. Um, especially with jalapeno. Yeah. Uh, wrapped in bacon or whatever. Yeah. Um, we had some with uh, hatched New Mexico chili. Yeah, so it's kind of like had a made. popper. It's very similar. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of nice to to kind of break away from the tradition. And, you know, of doing the same thing over and over again, you know? And it's crazy because every time I tell people, oh, yeah, I went dove hunting and we, we had dove and, like, ate dove for dinner and stuff. They're like, dove? Oh, that must be, like, chicken. Here's the crazy thing about dove, and you know this. Yes. It's super dark. Like, yes. darker than dark meat on chicken. Like, red dark. Yes. Um, and it, when it cooks up, it cooks up like steak almost. And the, mm-hmm. the, the black and dove that we had was, like, uh, my dad called it today a miniature filet. Yeah. Um, to me, it was, like, like little uh, flat meat or flank steak. Uh-huh. Um, it, I mean, it's... Look at that, like, minerally steak flavor, <sighs> yeah. wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> funny little story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't uh, think it's that funny. I was, I was tasting this was, Dove for one of the first times, and I thought, I was two tacos in, too, by you, this point. Yeah, and... Uh, I noticed that you have a little bit of a minerally flavor similar to and beef. Someone had brought up the iron. I think that's yeah. what got to me, though. I don't know. Just, you know, kind of like the blood, <laughs> the blood flavor. Yeah. I don't know if people can taste that when they when they eat beef, but for some reason that grossed Ryan out. I don't know why. It was because I was like mid bite. We had been talking about oh well, they're super dark red because of all the iron in the blood and this and that and. You know, Theodore, in the middle of me taking a bite of this thing on my third taco, he's like, oh, you can really taste the minerals in this. And I just... <laughs> I don't understand why that's gross. I don't, whatever. I, I, I don't know. Some, it triggers something in my brain. It, I don't know. It was disgusting. But <laughs> I finished the taco, though. Yes, you did. I so, agree. Unlike, I, unlike the way I finished the 75 South. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... I, I, I think Dove is excellent. I, I, I do yeah, think it's, it, it tastes more like a darker flavored well, what's weird you know, is beef style. Same thing on this one. Uh, this time I only had two Dove tacos and then one quail taco. Yeah. Um, but the, one of the, the first Dove taco I had was super delicious, tasted just like steak. And then I don't know if it was because the cut was a little thicker on the next one or, or what the deal was, but I had the, the next one definitely had more of like a gamey flavor to it, more of a... Uh, minerally. Uh, I don't. I don't think minerally is gamey, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> there was something about it yeah. that I was like, oh, okay, that tastes wild. Yeah, I really want to uh, shoot a sandhill crane so I can have <sighs> rib some ribeye in, rib in the sky. Yeah, I heard that that meat. I'd looks love to go do that. Excellent. Yeah. So I mean, it was delicious. Super good. Um, I would say if you're gonna cook dove blackened or um, we threw last time it was Mexican taco seasoning yeah. <laughs> on it. It turned out great. It's yeah. super good. Um, and the, the the quail was just done in the pan also? Yeah, same thing. Done in the pan. Uh, chopped up real fine. Uh-huh. Um, like Almost like uh, like chicken tacos kind okay, of thing. Okay, so you're, they, those were breasted, those dove? Yeah, those quails? The, the, the quail was all breasted out. Okay. And then I think he may have pulled off whatever other meat he could salvage. I mean, it, the quail are hit or miss. If you get a big one, then yeah, yeah. cool. And if not, sometimes you don't. The one that I had shot didn't have a whole lot of meat on it. Yeah, I cooked mine um, when when we went to the uh, what was the name of that Woodland place? Hunt Club. Yeah, the Woodlands Hunt Club. Um, I cooked mine the zoo. pretty much right after that, um, and yeah, I learned right away if you if you overcook those things, they'll get really tough. 
So you gotta kind of be careful with that. Yeah, um, no, that, this one was super juicy. Yeah. Um, and obviously it had been marinated for a while. Yeah, so. I would imagine if you, you know, brine them or something, you'd probably uh, stay pretty juicy, pretty yeah. good. Um, but yeah, it looks like you polished off that uh, scotch, huh? <laughs> yeah, once the ice melted, it was a lot better. Just tasted like yeah. like uh, whiskey in a glass. Yeah, so the Glenfiddich 14, if you want to get back to that. I, yeah. I polished mine off pretty early, too. Yeah, you did. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, really, once, once it mellowed out a little bit. No, seriously, I was good. Once the ice melted, I was yeah. good. It reminded me of a highball. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I just... I, I want, Once it mellows out a little bit, it, it, it um, doesn't have that overpowering oak. Like I said, to me, I don't know why I get this, but it tastes like the way burnt plastic smells. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That's just I'm I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their their own their own thing. I mean, to compare it to that's because really when when you're when you're tasting flavors, you're just pretty much comparing to things you right that you've had before. Um, and it's the same thing with cigar smoke. Yeah, you know when people say it tastes like vanilla. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily taste like, but it just it just reminds you of the vanilla flavor. You know, it's not, unless it's a vanilla. Yeah, unless it's cigar. dipped in vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be Whatever. fair. Yeah, that was kind of a, that was kind of a yeah. um, that was kind of a, a bourbon flavor that I used to describe a cigar, which doesn't make sense. But yeah, you know, like leather. Nobody really eats leather, um, but you know what it's true. But you know what it smells like. So yeah, that's how, yeah. That's how you compare it to yeah. leather. Or nobody eats yeah. barnyard. So, <laughs> so to me. Yes. Scotch typically tastes like the way burnt plastic smells. Yeah, it just reminds you of that for whatever reason. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, once the water got in there and started mellowing it out, man, it was delicious. Yeah. It's well, weird. It's so weird to me how it can have such a strong flavor, and then as soon as you dilute it just a little bit, then it brings out all the essence of the whiskey with less essence of the charred oak. With less essence of burnt plastic? <laughs> with less essence of burnt <laughs> Burnt plastic. Yeah, it really it really changed it tool. almost <laughs> almost immediately. Um, so, <laughs> with that said, uh, is there anything else you want to add? No, I'm good, man. No, you're good. I feel like you interviewed me the whole time. So <laughs> it was. I feel bad because it's like you missed Dove opener I, and missed Dove cookout. I missed everything. I just I got sick. I got busy. You know, it's just like man. Uh, sometimes it's life okay. Happens. I uh, I didn't shoot any dove for you. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm planning I'm planning a hunting trip uh, pretty soon, so yeah. Actually, uh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make that one, so I'll interview on that one. Good. Hopefully, I have my own stories. Yeah. Yes. We didn't see anything. Didn't the, get the, anything. The rivers ran red with chucker blood. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably, probably not. like we were really close. We kept seeing yeah. him, kept hearing him, couldn't get anything. Sam was <laughs> Sam's gonna be the most disappointed bird dog. <laughs> Dude, he was pretty disappointed when when we left on Friday. He went oh, so with you us took on him the yeah. Time, they okay. took him, my dad took him the second time, and he was just looking at us like you guys suck. And I'm like, look, <laughs> look, if there were birds here, we'd be shooting at them. We didn't even shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just gets he just wants to run around. No, he was he was definitely yeah. he was visibly upset. He was a, he was he was in work mode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was different than you know the dog park or anywhere else yeah. that that my dad trains him. So yeah, and he I think he knows once he gets that collar on. Well, that and then we yeah. drove for like an hour and then then put the and then he was just like insane trying yeah. to get out of the truck. Um, so yeah, as usual, follow us on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> and Instagram and Instagram. Smoke the podcast. I don't know what I was thinking about earlier, but. Whatever. 
Uh, you, as always, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, if you're not a member of Join or of Quill Forever, you need to join it. Yes, it's awesome. Went to you, my, I went to my first meeting. I wanted wow, to go too. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Sorry, not to <laughs> add that onto the end, but join Quill Forever because it's awesome. Yeah. All right. So smoke the podcast. Signing off. Have a good night. Bye.